Welcome to the Life on Time Become Inspired podcast with Dr. Alistair Bailey, Jeremy Bielas and John Ford. Hello and welcome to the Life on Time Become Inspired podcast, our final episode of the series. This is episode 13 of our first ever series. Um, we hope you've enjoyed it so far. Uh, we've actually got a new person on the podcast today. We normally have uh, Dr. Bear, Jeremy Bielas, but we have our other director on. Uh, we just wanted to introduce him. He's our creative director. He's the guy behind all our lovely designs, uh, some of our videos. He is Martin Coward. Say hello, Martin. Hi. Hello. Um, I don't know why I'm waving, actually, because it's yeah, it's, <laughs> um, it's actually Martin Har- Harlan Coward. Don't forget. You're rebranding me as Matt anyway, so let's just call me Matt Coward for the don't, yeah, Matt don't, Coward. There we go. He has to get the Harling in, John, because his wife can hear him speaking. So if, he, <laughs> if she doesn't hear it, he'll be in serious trouble. Yeah. So that's that's there for life, I'm afraid. <laughs> okay, I'll better change the website then, I'm not really. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um yeah, so, how are you Ma- all? Yeah, go on. So maybe maybe Martin, you can sort of explain a bit about what you do and you know how you know us uh so you are all my university best buddies uh lost touch mm. for about five years <laughs> deliberately and um then just kind of reconvene actually the whatsapp groups was my savior it was my lifeline it got me straight back in it again um i've been doing uh marketing and kind of advertising for about 10 15 years and then um about four years ago, switched to being graphic designer. Um, so I've got a good grounding kind of strategy around branding and stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, we kind of just, you are launching something special. I liked the ruddy sound of it. And um, here we are. He, we are yeah. he looks like a creative, doesn't he? With his Jurgen Klopp glasses on and his, and his fancy beard. Uh, says the guy with the what's the, what are the what's the haircut that all the kids call it? Listen, Ali, don't be just because you're losing and your forehead's turning McDonald's into a haircut. Head. That's right. It is. Yes. My my forehead is growing. That's not, fine. Not, don't not don't, 40s, but... don't don't hate don't hate <laughs> on the hair. Do you know I was supposed to have a haircut today? I walked in. I tried to walk into my local barber's a couple of days ago, and a woman with full PPE hazmat suit came out and went, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I was going to try and get my haircut." She went, "Have you made an appointment?" No. Yeah, us men don't know how to do that. That's not a no. man thing. We just rock up. There are so, huge of us. so the earliest I could get is next Wednesday, hence the meet you at McDonald's hair. Yeah. Yeah. Used, used to it now, Jez. Used yeah. to it. I know. Don't hate on it, John. Right. So, guys, uh, how have you been? How's, I mean, Jez, you first week off. Obviously, it seems like you're fully relaxed. Very relaxed, John. Yeah, thank thank goodness. Managed to get to the end of um, what will only be described, I suppose, as one of the weirdest terms ever. Um, yeah, it's 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 a really nice feeling getting there. So, but I don't want to rub it in because I know you guys are all working super hard still in your jobs. But um, don't want to rub it in, but you are anyway. I will anyway. It's great. Thank you very much for asking. No, it's good. It's good. To, it's good to get there. But there are still uh, teachers. My wife, for example, has got a couple of weeks left. Most most teachers in the state sector have got two to three weeks left. Um, but yeah, a nice, nice feeling to get to the end of the term. Good work. And and you, Doctor Bear, you're are you now getting your uh, schedule back on? So because I know you were in the middle of lockdown, dealing with all the uh, helping all the doctors and nurses, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Are you back now to, back, to back to dealing exclusively with... dealing with my clients? Um, okay. Hospital patients. So uh, busy, busy, busy. 
And when yeah. do you think you'll be back in seeing them face to face? Uh, no plans anytime soon, mate. Most of my most of my patients uh, would be shielding. They'd be in a vulnerable category, and uh, there's not really sort of safe places within the hospital, our hospital at the moment. So whilst we can do it sort of remotely, uh, we're trying to do it that way. That's fair enough. Okay, so today we are we're going to do a bit of a recap actually on on what what we're about, what we've done so far over the last twelve weeks because it was our first our first ever series. So a bit of a recap of where we're at, um, and also just talking about you know our aims uh, for the business and for sort of helping young people. So if if our listeners have been listening, which I hope you all have for the last twelve episodes, we've covered quite a few topics uh, from goal setting. Uh, sleep, nutrition, uh, mindfulness, uh, attitude. We've covered re- resilience. Uh, we've most recently covered confidence. And these are all key areas and key principles of the life on time uh, philosophy. Our aim is to try and encourage uh, kids and inspire kids uh, and young people into living healthy, positive lives uh, and um, giving them the skills to be able to live fulfilled and meaningful lives. So we're hoping we're doing that. Um, we're trying to maybe give parents and teachers some help. Um, and the main instigator of this, obviously, during lockdown was to create the podcast to try and get some help out there and maybe just give some teachers and some parents uh, some some help and just reassurance maybe that they are doing the right thing. Um, moving forward into this podcast, we're going to try and title it up with one of our final uh, sort of topics that we want to talk about, which is leadership. Um, we feel that leadership sort of encompasses quite a lot of our values. Um, a good leader tends to have confidence, tends to goal set, uh, tends to look after themselves. Uh, not all, not we're talking about good leaders here. There are obviously some leaders out there that necessarily aren't doing that, um, tend to be fairly responsible. Uh, people and individuals um, so we want to try and really encourage young people to become decent leaders uh, and help other people so that's what we're going to talk about today so I've uh, waffled on enough what does everybody else think about leadership uh, I, would you say that uh, leadership can be taught Bear, Dr Bear? Yeah absolutely you can... mate I, think, I, I <laughs> think definitely if you get the experience of doing it if you're uh, if you have opportunities for demonstrating leadership I don't think you necessarily have to be kind of, it doesn't have to fit within a sort of leadership role, like a, a captain or, a, you know, the boss of the company or, you know, um, a prefect or something like that. But I think even within smaller groups, uh, like smaller societies, small, smaller kind of communities, there's opportunities to sort of uh, lead. I think the more it's reinforced, the better. Definitely. Yeah, I think the, the word lead is almost um, you associate it with somebody like a leader of a company or a captain of a football team, where actually it can be just simply a mother, a father, a, somebody being a brother or a decent sister to somebody. So I think that's the way we want to sort of frame leadership at Life on Time. Jez, I mean, you're, I guess you're naturally a leader being a teacher, would you say? Um, well, it's an interesting concept, isn't it? Like you said, are leaders born or do they learn how to become leaders? And it's a difficult one. I mean, when from sports psychology perspective, when I teach it A-level PE, there's three specific theories that they have to know. Trait theory, which is you are born a leader. You're born with, you know, innate qualities and traits that, that give, you know, things that 
things like um, you know confidence for example or, or being a good public speaker whatever it is um and then the other two sort of the other two areas that we teach students are social learning which is obviously the opposite you learn everything um and then the one that you probably buy into the most which is the one that makes the most sense is um we call it the interactionist approach which is just the combination of the two which is probably more likely so a good leader is likely to have some innate traits that make them a good leader combined with good role models as well that they've learned from uh, and for me, obviously being PE again, think of think of captains and managers and people out there at the moment. Think of someone like David Beckham, who potentially you would suggest maybe doesn't have the innate qualities to be or didn't have them to be a great England football captain. But actually, he did all his talking on the pitch, didn't he? You can't imagine David Beckham standing up in front of his teammates, giving the most inspiring team talks. But he he led he led from the front when he was playing. Um, and I think that's an interesting concept as well. What, you know, what makes a great leader looking at, you know, some of the top sports coaches out there now, um, you know, Jurgen Klopp is a very different type of leader, isn't he? To a lot of the other managers in the premiership and he's had so much success with Liverpool. So yeah, I think, I think it's an interesting approach and something in schools that again, is becoming quite an important thing to teach students how to lead, whether they are going to be a sports captain or whatever, they're going to be a prefect. There's they, at some point in their lives, they are going to have to lead some kind of group, whether that's being a parent or in their jobs or in the sports field or whatever it is. Sounds like you've done your research, Jess. Yeah, definitely amazing. thing you've done. That's probably research. the most... Well, he's been so much free time has been spotting up. I, I just, oh, yeah, as, as I said, I'm from school and Dr. Bear, I just, I really want to become a doctor like Dr. Bear. So... Um, never going to happen, no. Jess. Not no, like that McDonald's haircut. That's, that's really unkind, guys. And once again, I think that, you know, you, you don't know how I'm feeling on the inside. I might look confident on the outside, but, you know, I could come off this podcast and cry myself to sleep. So you just be careful. <laughs> I really want to tease you right now. Um, <laughs> but no, well, Jess, Jess very, quite... very, very well put. And I think you obviously have done some good research. Well, I, th- I, think, I, think, with, I think with that, we, as a PE teacher, if you teach GCSE, A-level or B-Tech PE, that that's one area that is in all of those subjects now is le- is sports like basic sports psychology and leadership is always part of that. So that is an area that that all PE teachers are aware of, uh, and yeah. it's something that's easily transferred into sport. So you know, whilst there has been a little bit of just double checking and getting it right, there, there's there's a lot of theories out there, uh, especially as students get older, that they need to know about. Um, but you know, I quite yeah. like that that because I think I don't really know much about this this section i'm just kind of like listening to what a lot of you guys are saying there but um i really think like authenticity has has a massive factor in it because if like you say if david beckham tries to stand up and give you a rallying speech that's just not something he does that's just not who he is and um you wouldn't buy into it whereas if he does do his talking on the pitch then yeah he definitely would like donald trump who thinks he's this commander-in-chief and says what he says with such conviction but you know, it's backed up by very little. It's just not who he is because he doesn't know all the facts and stuff. I, th- I think authenticity and honesty has got to be a massive trait within within leadership. Yeah. Well, a really interesting Definitely. thing that came up on um, social media this week that I saw, and it'd be interesting to hear y- your take on it, guys, was um, uh, it was a TED Talk. I think, is it Simon Sinek? Is that how you say his surname? Yeah. Well, you're a big yeah. fan, aren't you? And it, I think you've probably all seen it. It was a classic. Um, he's done a lot of work with the SAS, hasn't he? And, and his graph on leaders... Uh, high-performing leaders was performance against trust, uh, and and long story short, the point he makes is that um, nearly everyone wants to, would want to work for um, someone that's a, a mid performer but is really high level of trust. So trust was put for, for the SAS trusting someone 
in and out of work as a person, uh, you know, as a father, as a, as a mother, as a human being, but also someone in work was the most important thing. And they, you know, that, the point he was making was there's a lot of high performing, but untrustworthy people out there that mm. don't get the best. They're not the best leaders. Yeah, so, that's one in America, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah, I mean, exactly. And I think that's a really interesting concept to look at, isn't it? Because you can have all the qualities that you think is a good leader. Um, you could be super confident, a great speaker, all these things. But if you're not trusted by the people that are working for you totally, then you're not going to get the best out of them. So I thought that was quite yeah. interesting looking at it. Yeah, and, I, and that, that's exactly it, I think. Um, and that's what we want to go down the line. Is uh, A leader isn't just suddenly, shouldn't be just thrown in there, Um you're a leader because your name or your job title says you're a leader. It's more about actually how people, you can tell natural leaders because people will follow them or respond to them. Whereas you'll get some leaders who may potentially be put in a position and they're not actual leaders. So yeah, I think that's a really good point, Jez. I think it's important to sort of note that you also have, a, have to have the sort of humility to know when not to lead, when to stand back and to know your limits and when there's sort of someone better placed to, do the job yeah it's all right to be you know part of a team and demonstrate leadership without being the leader well i'm gonna i'm gonna really wow you here with some more theory because there's another theory that we have to teach a level which is um i don't know if you've heard of fielder's contingency model have you guys ever heard of that before no jez i haven't well he believed that specific situations require different type of leadership so i think and again it can be argued either way but um he basically said that high, really highly favourable or really low favour positions generally require autocratic leaders, someone to come in and say, you should do this, you should do that. Whereas somewhere in the middle where you're not quite sure, so you know, for example, sport, for example, if you're drawing a game at half time, where you're not, you know, possibly you can win, possibly can lose, actually some kind of um, democracy there could be more beneficial. But again, if you think about that, I suppose that could be argued one way or the other. But I think the point that he's trying to make is a good leader, like Bears just said, understands the situation and can adapt to the situation and can change their leadership style potentially based on that situation. It's not always one size fits all for every individual or for every team you're working in. Jez, mm. you're just wowing me. Wow. I'm literally like, I'm like sitting here thinking... He's saved these gems I mean, who needs Dr. Bear when you've got Dr. Dr. Squirrel I'll just, right there? I'll, I'll just get off on that. <laughs> Have you been revising because I'm on it this time and you wanted to impress me? I, I'll be honest, yes. I want to impress you. <laughs> mm. It doesn't normally sound like this, Mark. He's normally no, norm- just really no, loud, but it says little. <laughs> <laughs> That's just amazing. I mean, I, you know, who needs a special guest when, you know, we've got you? Exactly. Thank you. But it, works, your... it, it works in reality, though, doesn't it? Sort of the leadership that yeah. David Beckham, you know, we're talking about demonstrates is a different type of leadership that you would want in a in a very different setting. So it's sort of context mm-hmm. specific, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Again, sorry to make this all sport specific, but did you guys watch the Last Dance, the um, Chicago Bulls documentary? Yeah. Again? yeah. Did you Did you watch it, Mark? No, not yet. Uh, what's What's the coach called again? Um, I've forgotten his name. Phil Jackson. So uh, the interesting thing I thought when I watched that, um, guys, and I don't know what you thought, he the way he had to handle Dennis Rodman, who would just go off on wild benders off to Vegas for ten days, and when they interviewed him, he just he just said, "You just got to let him go." And yeah. you know, other leaders would would rein him in, or they'd try and rein him in. Could you imagine? Could you imagine Jose Mourinho saying to, I don't know, Harry Kane? Not Harry Kane isn't that type of player, but. Some another type of player, and just saying to go off, go off to 
Vegas for a week. It never happened, would it? Think of someone like, I don't know, maybe like Paolo De Cano or Eric Cantona or someone that you just probably just have to let express themselves and do these things. But yeah, I thought that was interesting because he just, his his thought process there was he'll come back, he'll come back and he'll play well. You just have to let him have a blowout. And that was a really interesting way of, of looking at leadership, isn't it? They don't, you don't have to be, like you say, you don't have to be the guy that says, you have to do it my way or the highway. It's, you know, everyone's got to be treated differently. And I think that's, that quality is kind of empathy almost, isn't it? So, I mean, if you've got em- empathy with people, then I think that makes great leadership as well. But it was also the, him, him sort of demonstrating kind of uh, there is a bit of that, it is my way, when um, I think Michael Jordan and um, Steve Kerr have a bit of a bust up and he makes him apologise to me. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why that, that particular documentary is so interesting because it tracks the way each coach deals with all the different players and the, and the way their personalities all work so well together. And again, it's, that's, that's why being a good leader is so difficult because you're working with different personalities and different ability levels. I mean, personally, I find the hardest thing in my role as head of department, it's not the teaching and working with students, it's working with different personalities. I mean, in my department alone, I've got a guy that's been there over 40 years who's very much been taught one way to work and I've got... Um, people that I work with that are just newly trained and they're total opposite opposite ends of the spectrum but I still have to manage them the best I can so for me I think leadership's a constantly evolving dynamic process of, of learning and I think a lot of it does come with experience good leadership doesn't it because again you yeah. guys have all been in positions where you've had to be leaders um, what, moving um, so so that that's really I think that's covered leadership in a really you know thorough way well done Jez mm. moving actually looking at young people and kids how can we how can we actually coach kids to be leaders you know is that i mean looking at our values like uh, values goal setting teaching them to be healthy responsible kind people is there any thing that you think that is specific that you look at and go well actually how can i get my child to be to show leadership qualities i think personally i think that's something that jez has already mentioned in terms of um like social learning theory, uh, you know, we've got to model it. Like that's how most of us are going to learn. Sort of, we're humans and social creatures. We kind of learn through our interactions with others. And if it's not modelled, uh, well, I suppose regardless of what models, that that's what we're going to pick up. And if we don't necessarily get opportunities to sort of see the variation in uh, like leadership styles and see what works and what doesn't, um, I, I can't see how you can train or teach it without it being modelled yeah I mean so you I, mean modelling it as a parent or a teacher do you mean so? I, I think it doesn't even have to be that it can be you know siblings it can be classmates it can be anything we're going to pick it up from all the people around us yeah. it doesn't even have you know it could be the, the bus driver that takes the kids to school um, it's from all the interactions they have and it doesn't have to be like positions of authority that we might normally assume would be leaders. It's just opportunities for demonstrating those qualities. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally, I, t- I totally agree with the opportunities part of it. Again, we've got students doing various different courses at my school, sports leaders programs, um, the BTEC that we do for sick form. There's a whole unit on leadership. And what we actually do with them, we get a local primary school in to swim. Um, and we we have trained lifeguards and trained teachers, but we actually ask the students to get in the pool. And some of them are good swimmers; they don't have to be. 
But like Bear said, I think you initially you model it yourself. I mean, you can talk to people about all these different theories of leadership that we've already spoken about. Ultimately, the way you learn how to become a leader is to be, yeah, like Bear said, be, be modelled it and then be given the experience when it's the right time to have that experience. And um, I think the way you learn to become a better leader is to learn from the failures that you have. Not everyone's going to just go, like you say, you can't just chuck people in at the deep end necessarily. Uh, and I'm not saying, you know, you, you should make people leaders and manage them when they're not ready. But at some point, it is a bit of sink or swim. I think you, people give those, give them the opportunities to do that and and let them learn the best way to do it. Um, it's always going to be a bit of trial and error there, isn't it? There's no way that you could, like, plan how well a leader's going to perform. No, absolutely. And people respond differently to different leadership styles anyway as well. So yeah, constantly be navigating the role of leader through through experience it will always evolve and i think there's varying different ways of getting success because again if you you look at different um high performing successful leaders you know again looking jürgen klopp again going back to him he's a totally different character to someone like alec ferguson but both highly successful in in football in and doing it in different ways i mean i can imagine i don't know that much about jürgen klopp and martin you're a big liverpool fan he just looks like he has that great balance between respect and likability uh, and knowledge and, and everything. He's kind of and discipline. Though. I think he probably yeah. does. I reckon he does lose it sometimes. But he he's also a high disciplinarian. But I think he he outwards, he massively admits that he says he's very good at some things, but in no way near everything. But what he does have is brilliant people around him that he gives responsibility to to make the whole team as a as a bigger kind of thing work he better. All... So he empowers everyone else to do better, which I think is a great leadership skill. He's he's also human, isn't he? He's not like mm. a ro- he's not a robot. He's not uh, a huge, you know. He comes across, and so he's really he's just the sort of, you, can, you can warm to him as well. You can see how the players must really really like him. So I think it's again, it's getting that balance between all those qualities is really important. I think I was just going to say, like the person that comes to mind when you talk about um, like a bit of humbleness and humility. I was thinking of um, Jacinda Ardern from New Zealand, mm. um, and obviously, like I don't, I don't know sort of politics intimately over there, but um, that that those are the qualities that she seems to demonstrate that personally certainly appeal to me. Um, that's what I would be looking. Yeah, for she's an amazing there. role model. Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at our video, we've done a blog this week, um, and building confidence, but communication skills, I think, is you know one. If you if you actually nailed the six things that people need or to be able to lead is confidence uh, and and communication skills probably come at the top because if you can't communicate then there's no way and if you all those people that you were just talking about have got excellent communication skills like they even their facial expressions and their rapport and how they get people within their uh, influence i think um is really impressive guys that is going to sum up i think our final podcast of the series have have you got anything else to say i mean that you might want to tell our listeners i mean this was off with 13 weeks in we're gonna have a little break anything you want to say guys to our listeners thank you thank you for listening and uh... thanks both of you (laughs) (laughs) it's more than two martin there is more than two what I think the other thing yeah. is, it's just, we like said at the start, and I suppose we've set the foundations there and it'll be good to delve into some of these subjects a little bit more moving forward. Um, it's been, 
it's been great to have the time to do these. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how when we come back in the next few weeks, how things change and develop in terms of you know what life's like. But um, no, it's been great fun. Cheers, lads. For more help and advice from Life on Time, please visit our website www.lifeontime.co.uk. There's lots of helpful hints and tips on how to nurture your students' well-being. So please take a look. Thank you.